Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. By the way, the Oscars or slash Academy Awards are this Sunday night. Right. Big deal. And in case you haven't been paying attention, Elvis, the movie, is up for Best Picture. And Austin Butler is up for um, Best best, uh, Actor. actor. Yeah. Um, So Lisa Marie has passed. She was 54 years old. It still is so weird to think about. Mm -hmm. Her mother, Priscilla Presley, is still in the picture. And then... Lisa's daughter, Riley Keough, is just coming off of, you know, Daisy Jones and the The Six. Six, If you haven't watched it, it's on Amazon Prime. Mary in here just read it this week to catch up. Stephanie just read it. Lori read it. It's a great book, but it's going to be a really fun show. It is a fun show. I've watched three of them. So there's going to be tension on the red carpet because with the making of the movie Elvis, um, Boz Lerman went and personally got approval to make the movie from Lisa Marie Presley and her mother, Priscilla Presley. Mm-hmm. So they became friends during the process. And they were at the Golden Globes together, which was two days before Lisa Marie passed away. Um, but the mom and the daughter, before she passed, had not been getting along. Lisa Marie had broken up with the father of her twins, Michael Lockwood. And um, she felt like her mom was taking Michael's side in the divorce and how to raise the children. And I also think in um, her mom's defense, I think some other things were going on. Lisa Marie, she had a history of abusing, um, of addiction. Yeah. And um, for the funeral of Lisa Marie, that was at Graceland. Riley Keough, who is Lisa Marie's daughter, um, had just had a baby, and she flew with her husband on a private jet there. I think they were coming from Australia or something. I feel like he's an Australian stuntman. Um, Priscilla Presley flew from L.A. and supposedly with the twins, but Michael Lockwood got on the jet. Mm. And everyone said Lisa Marie would have rolled over had she known her ex, who she had this contemptuous divorce with and custody battle with that was just settled last Paul, um, would have been so PO'd that this guy is at her funeral. But Michael seems like a snake who likes to slither in, mm. you know, like that. But it also showed Riley Keough that her grandmother is really not listening to her mother's wants and needs by having this ex-husband of her daughter's at the funeral. So then four days after the memorial... We find out that lawyers for Priscilla had filed a petition questioning the authenticity 
and validity of a 2016 amendment that Lisa Marie made to her living trust. She had removed her mother and um, her mom's former and her former business partner, Barry Siegel, and gave control of the trust to her children. And at the time, her son, Benjamin, was still alive. Mm-hmm. So it went to Riley and Benjamin, who he died by suicide in 2020. So what was at stake here is Graceland Mansion's 15% stake in Elvis Presley Enterprises, which those two things together brought in a reported $110 million in 2022. So Priscilla claims that this is not good. This isn't what Riley want, um, what her daughter Lisa Marie wanted, that she her her handwriting is not legible in the signature, blah, 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 and that it should be void because Lisa Marie had not informed her mom the change that she did to the trust when it was done. Mm-hmm. So now Riley Keel and her grandmother are not speaking to each other. Aww. So the big thing is happening this Sunday um, for, you know, they're getting two, they're up for two awards. Yes. The movie and lead. It, actually, they're up for way more. The costumes, set. There's a bunch of other things that totally. Elvis is up for. So the thing that um, Lisa Marie had found out that I think really fried her is that her mom was being paid um, $900,000 a year, I believe, from this trust that Lisa really didn't even know about. And, you know, her mom is still in Scientology. So is that money going to Scientology? What's she doing with that money? That whole type of thing. So, anywho, this is just a bad, bad, bad fight that's happening. Lisa Marie's, this guy, you know, screwed her out of a ton of money. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of dirt going on. So, I'm just going to say, it's going to be a chef surprise who will go on the red carpet and who will be at the after parties. But we do know that Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York, has been invited. So, she might be with... Priscilla? Yeah. Or would it be Riley? Who do you think is going to go to the Academy Awards? That's so interesting. I, oh, wait, there's so much good dirt. If you want the details, because People Magazine did a great job on this today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um, summarized it all. Lori knows all this stuff, you know. No, you did a good job, too. But, um, I'm. <laughs> it makes me sad. Money. It's money. 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 We're not talking little money. No, no, We're no, no. We're talking big money. But Riley Keel. To have her mother, her brother, died by suicide two years ago. She's in this big hit movie. She just had a baby. Her mom suddenly dies at 54 so unexpectedly. Yeah. Um, Then, you know, all this other fighting is happening when they should be celebrating the biggest thing because their mom was so excited about Elvis in the movie. Kind of, kind of, kind of. Is there any chance Elvis is going to win Best Picture? No. I don't think, I think everything, everywhere, all at once is going to win. I don't think... think that's it. Yep. That's the infinite winner there. How about is have, he is Awesome Butler well, going to get best actor? This is what I want to tell you 50, about 50. that. Well, just wait. I'd say. Okay. Um, I will tell you. Grab. Because yep. I've done a little research today. Thank you. Okay. Is that if you remember Remy Malek played um, Freddie Mercury yeah. in Bohemian Rhapsody and he won best actor. Completely yep. different perspective of a role for a musician though in my eyes. Okay. Much well, more in depth versus a fast paced look at a player. So just okay. in my eyes, that's a different that's like the Johnny Cash walk the line 
role where you get a real in-depth look at it. This was kind of like a cliff notes along the way. What so was the Elvis? The Elvis was. Okay. I feel well, like it was a little Bohemian bit less Rhapsody, Remy Malik didn't sing. Oh, so, there's a big juicy um, Austin nugget. Austin does his own singing. Mm, um, he like had that. 90 costume changes. He he really was Elvis. Yeah. You could feel him being Elvis. He, um, Austin Butler asked Remy Malik for advice on doing the big performance scenes. And, you know, Remy Malik wasn't even singing. He was lip syncing. Yeah. Who's the big contender then? Oh, um, the whale, Brendan Fraser. Fraser yeah. But according to uh, today's... But it might be his year... We'll see. According to Austin today's... Butler has so many more. And if you're, you're like me and you're thinking like that. They're back and forth. According to um, a brutally honest Oscar ballot um, member who gave his ballot and gave his reasons to um, the Hollywood Reporter today, he believes that um, best actor should go to Austin Butler. He said... You know, Paul Mescal, who's up, he's immediately out. Bill Nye is out. Colin Farrell was great, but they don't think so. No, yeah. Brendan Fraser is good, but when he sat down and watched Elvis, he was so blown away with Austin Butler's performance that he watched Elvis again that same week. He's the clear winner to me. And if you're going to give Remy Malik an Oscar for Bohemian Rhapsody when he wasn't even singing, then you cannot not give one to Austin. The kid literally got a new voice. That's true. I mean, okay. The pragmatic person in me says you give the Oscar to the person who is doing the most talented, doing the most things, most stretch of whatever. Then it is Austin Butler compared to Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Like, there's just no comparison. I mean, Brendan was good, but Austin Butler did so many things. Now, am I going to be swayed by the fact that Austin Butler is on the upswing of his career and Brendan Fraser, is there ever going to be a chance that he has another number? It's the redemption thing. thing. It's a likability contest is what we've been reading all along. And I'm going to be honest, my least favorite thing was Austin Butler holding on to that Elvis voice for a while. Yeah, that was annoying. That was so annoying. But I I agree. So I, I want Brendan Fraser to win, but I understand if Austin Butler does win. He did a great job. Did you see the whale? Yes. Oh, you did? Oh, what'd you think? I liked it. Yeah. I heard it was thoroughly depressing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but like, I'm okay with depressing. Okay, you saw the whale. I didn't know it. Yeah, good enough. I haven't seen it yet. Me too. That one I just... I don't want to pay $21. I feel like it's... I'm already paying 16 to have the streaming service. Why should I pay another $21 to watch something on the streaming service? I would say if you're not in a good place mentally, it's not a great time to watch it. But I was like, all right, let's give this a go. And I was like feeling like crying and I did. And I, yeah, I mean, bleak. All right. All right. Well, there we go. All right. We'll see what happens. When we come back, we're going to have the dirt alert. Hey, gang, it's Julia here for MSP Airport, MSPAirport.com for all your information. I have a friend who just got back with her family and they use the quick ride ramp, which has been, um, which is on Pilot Lab Road. Um, and it's a great place to go if you have family and you've got a lot of luggage because she said we parked in the ramp. She pre-booked her parking at MSPAirport.com 12 hours before she went. They got there. She waited maybe 50 seconds, she said, and the shuttle came by. The, the person driving the shuttle took all their luggage out of their car, put it into the shuttle for them, drove them to the appropriate airline that they were going to, got out, took all the luggage out for them, did all the heavy lifting, and then they got back close to midnight, um, and they were right there on it, taking them back to the ramp. Big thumbs up for the quick ride ramp. 
if you have family and extra luggage and that sort of thing. Plus, it's cheaper. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Grant, what kind of dirt do we have? Well, let's start it out with... Accidental Sports Talk. So this one ties in with the K.J. Osborne story that broke yesterday. Now, I don't know if you guys had a chance to see this, but our one and only Minnesota Vikings wide receiver was caught up in one of a very interesting situation in Austin, Texas, where he helped save a man's life. Now, the interesting part here, so I'm going to start this out with kind of giving you a little bit of background information to this whole thing. So he was out in Austin, Texas, where his trainer had recently moved to. And so he decided he's, you know, he flies out to Austin to do his training. His training was over. He calls an Uber. He misses this Uber accidentally, gets the next Uber. So that's the key point here. If he didn't miss the first Uber, none of this would have happened. His second Uber he jumps in on. The Uber driver's name is Abdul. Now, this Abdul is, in K.J. Osborne's eyes, the true hero. Now, K.J. is getting all the attention because he's the football player, wide receiver. But Abdul, the Uber driver, is the real hero. We also have to mention Rita and Arthur. Now, we don't have their full names because they're not, all the details aren't out. But these are the three people, along with K.J. Osborne, that helped save a young man's life who had gotten into a car accident and the car was on fire. So as his Uber approached this, all of a sudden his Uber driver took action, ran right up to the car. They pulled over there on a freeway. Pulled over on the freeway mm-hmm. and ran right up. And now K.J. Osborne had said, because I was listening to his press conference this morning, he's a criminal justice major, if you didn't know this. So he was, his dream was to be in the FBI or the CIA, oh, be it. a police officer, help out people. KJ he just is happened a, to be athletic and can catch things on the way there. Yeah, so it kind of didn't work out that way. Details. But he, he's, uh-huh. al- he's always wanted to do that. So... The coolest thing was, was he admitted that as he's running up to this Uber, he had a moment of, what about my mom? What about my family? What about everybody else? He got a little bit of fright or flight. He got the, the, the fear. You know, he stood back while Abdul took over and Rita and Arthur. Eventually, with the work of all three of them, Abdul kept getting in there talking to the guy. And with the help of K.J. Osborne, they pulled this man out of the car, the burning fire, saved his life. And now this has just been all over the news. Now, this happened yesterday yeah. while we were on the show, and yeah. I was actually going to bring this to you guys during the Dirt Alert yesterday. We just didn't get to it, and I'm glad I didn't because I learned all these other things, like the missed Uber. and Right, you know, yeah. And, and, and the other crazy thing is he has mutual friends with this gentleman that he saved his life oh, through really? social media. There were mutual friends of him and this gentleman that he helped save his life had reached out to him and were thanking him for helping him. Like, how do you know this guy? So now they have not spoken as of yet, but they he does know that he is somewhat okay. They are going to get together. He did release a photo on Facebook thanking Abdul, Rita, and Arthur because they are in his Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Guys, the true savior. Like it. Very, very, very cool story. So it's just one of those ones where like timing is everything. And in the moment, would you really do it? Or would you not? You know, like he had a moment where he said, I got to be honest with you. I wanted to do it, but I stood back and it was Abdul's courage that helped me get farther right. into this. So really, I just I truly appreciated that he took the time to um, acknowledge the true heroes. Yeah, in I the like situation that. Because cool. he knows that he's the the popular name in all this situation. Now, Jamie Lee Curtis, this is awesome. She was on the Today Show and she was talking about, you know, uh, the Oscars and all. The, and there is a Oscar, uh, the red carpet and the Oscar dinner afterwards. And she's talking about, you know, being an early riser and going to bed early with, uh, it was it's Hoda and Savannah, I believe, yes, were the yes, two. Yes, 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 yes. So the funny part about it is she also added a little element that, you can relate to Julia, and I'm going to play this audio for you. This is on the Today Show. This is in reference to her talking about how she thinks the Oscars are getting a little late for her. So just listen to this. No, and I've I've moved this I've moved the needle a little farther since yesterday because I'm also challenging musicians to do concerts during the day. You see, yes. why are there no matinees? Matinees, uh, yes. yes. Okay, but seriously, I would love, for instance, I love Coldplay. I would love to go see Coldplay. I would love it. The problem is, I'm not going to go see Coldplay if they start their show at 9 o'clock and there's an opening act. I want to hear Coldplay at 1 p.m. Yes, 100%. And I think if we filled a stadium of people who want to see a matinee of Coldplay, <laughs> I think we're going to start the show. Why shouldn't there be matinees? Yes. There is for Broadway. She's so right. By the way, brilliant. that's brilliant. All right, will you talk to us? Okay, so oh. here's a, this is you know I got I already got a, a text from my friend on this that she goes, oh my gosh, Jamie Lee is right in our alley. I don't need a matinee. I need a four o'clock start. I love I it. I would take a matinee. But any any, day. I mean, theater does matinees. Yeah, that's oh, what they were you, saying. Broadway does so well with matinees. I mean, why not? Why not a matinee? Because concert? most of the good shows come here on a Sunday night. I know, and that is a brutal. Night. Chicago gets all the Saturday night. That yeah. rocks your week. That, but I mean, I I love this idea. Oh, I just went to a concert for a little kid that was in the middle of the day. <laughs> you and did, and it was amazing. I got home by three p.m. It started at 11.30. I think it would be kind of fun if they at least did a, you know, oh, started at 5. I mean, I'll never forget when Madonna was here last time and she started so late. It was just like, oh, people were complaining. They brought her kids and Lori's like, oh, it's a concert. And I'm like, no, you have no idea what it's like for your body when you have kids to stamp that. You know, it's just hardcore. without kids. I love this idea. And if you work at all in the morning, you just ruins. If you do that on a Sunday night, the rest of your week is just recovery. It is. You know, Wadlepsky's... does this they start their bands on friday nights like at six o'clock love it i love they that. do it's kind of like you can be home by 8 30 all yeah. ages that's why i like going to concerts that are for all ages because yeah. they have to be done by curfew right <laughs> it's amazing perfect. right that's i love perfect. that i love that i heard something that kind of bummed me out on a blind eye of my bradley and don show earlier is that I, and I don't know that I can believe this, that Jamie Lee isn't nice to wait staff at all these oh, events. Oh, really? I find that hard to believe. I find that hard to believe, too. too. 
All right, so we're not going to believe it. I don't believe I don't that. All right, I don't, don't want to believe it. Uh, but if you want to know what they're doing, oh, go on, go, go with your. You got to go for it. Go for it. No, tonight uh, the different events that are happening for the Oscars, animation short film is having a big thing tonight. Times Woman of the Year is happening tonight with Angela Bass and Quinta Brunson. Um, Gucci's dinner that we oh, talked about yeah. is tonight. I better go. Um, the Vanity Fair and TikTok Celebrity Vanities for Young Hollywood is tonight. Um, lots of events happening. And These people have to go to so much. I've got some breaking news on the Oscars and Lady Gaga, by the is way. Is she going to perform? She is not, in fact, going to perform. It has been confirmed from ABC, according to show producer Glenn Weiss, Lady Gaga will not perform her Top Gun Maverick ballad, Hold My Hand, on Sunday's live Oscars. We all thought she would. I'm okay with this, and I, here's why I'm okay. Okay. She kind of came out like earlier this week and said, you know, I... I like my alone time. (laughs) (laughs) Are you projecting right now? She's just saying, I like my alone time. Mm -hmm. And to get dressed up and do all that and do all the practice and rehearsals, you know. I wasn't dying to hear this song. I'm not either. I'm fine with it. I'm so fine with it. I think that song is going to win. The crazy song. That's the one I want to see. I want to see how they have put that adaptation of that performance of that song onto a stage and not a movie set. So I'm with you. I think that's going to win. That's the performance I want to see. And Rihanna will be fun. And Rihanna's going to be great. So this is the 95th Academy Awards. They're taking place, like you said, Sunday in Los Angeles. They will broadcast on ABC at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Good job, Grant. Yeah, got it. Thanks, 10 Grant. out of 10, Grant Dirt Alert. Very Love dirty. you guys. Thank you. So somebody showed up today um, on a website that I go to that I hadn't seen for a while. And that person was Gene Hackman. Oh. And he's 93 years old. And he he still is alive. He was going through a drive through uh, he in his truck. He lives in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and he was such a part of my life in great, great movies. He has won. Gene Hackman won um, two uh, Academy Awards. One for best actor role is Jimmy Popeye Doyle in um, The French Connection in 1971. The other for best supporting actor in Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven 1992. Other major movies he was in is Superman, the sequels, A Quest for Hoosiers, yeah. No Way Out, coach, yeah. which we're going to get to, Another Woman, Enemy of the State, Get Shorty. Enemy of the State. But he was also in all of the movies for John Grisham, the Grisham movies that were just amazing. The Firm, when that first came out oh. with Tom Cruise and him and Ann Archer, I mean, that was, I think she was in it. He was so, so good in that. He was in The Chamber. He was in Runaway Jury. He was so, so good. So I just thought, we haven't seen him. He still looks like himself. He's skinnier, though. But the scandal here is a non-scandal scandal. But basically, he left the limelight. He chose to leave the limelight. And he actually um, left it um, on July um, 27th, excuse me, on July 7th, 2004, he gave a rare interview to Larry King at the time where he announced that he had no future film projects lined up and believed that his acting career was over. He made a brief, brief, you know, peek at him. You got a brief peek at him in a couple movies after that, but that was it. So here's just a little bit about him. He refused the role as Mr. Brady and the Brady Bunch. 
Can you even imagine him Good. being in that role? I can't even imagine no, him. That'd be awkward. But no. he refused that. Good. He enlisted in the Marines when he was 16. He knew that he wasn't the best kid, but he lied about his age to enlist. Um, he was happy to join, determined to serve his country, and willing to do whatever it took to make it happen. It play, paid off for him. He was accepted. He served four years before being honorably, honorably discharged. discharged. He then, through his life, supported the Marines and everything that they were doing. Mm-hmm. He um, crossed paths with other Hollywood stars in the 70s, Dustin Hoffman and... Um, Oh, forgot his name. But he, they both got least likely to succeed actors, and they both went on to huge success. He almost played Hannibal Lecter, Lecter mm. in Silence of the Lamb. Wow, he um, might have been and, good at that one. Yeah, and he said, despite not getting that part, um, he just said that there was no one better than Anthony Hopkins in that role. Yeah, that's it's hard to think about anyone but him. Right. Isn't that isn't that something? But yeah, he um, rejected Steven Spielberg three times. He could have um, starred in um, Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm glad he, he didn't, didn't get into any of those three. He turned him down for other things because he just he said. Um, He's part of Hollywood lore because people are like, this guy turned down Steven Spielberg for these three great films. And he said it's a testament to his commitment to finding roles that are right for him. Right for him. He's played the president of the United States three different times mm-hmm. in absolute power, enemy of the state, and the day after tomorrow. He's written a paperback novel called Morning Peak. And here is, he's one of, I think when I first fell in love, and many others, but I'll just claim him as my own, with Kevin Costner. Kevin, how are you? Hi, Julia. Oh, say that again. Hi, Julia. <laughs> I just... wanted to meet you forever. Abba. It's so nice of you to come in studio. Do you mind if I sit on your lap? <laughs> <laughs> Cozy up, girl. I loved him, but No Way Out was came out in 1987, and he was um, Kevin Costner was in it with Gene Hackman, and so Kevin Costner was act asked, "Have you guys seen that movie, mm-hmm. No Way Out?" Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, great movie. Great it is movie. such a thriller. And yes. it had um, the lady, I can't think of her name. She was beautiful, but she was poisoned for a while. She played the black spider lady, um, whatever her name is. Um, so here is Kevin Costner talking about Gene Hackman. And she is speaking with Rich Eisen. I don't know. It's just on the Rich Eisen show. He's a sports guy, but he does some really hard-hitting interviews. He's good. What was it like uh, being on the set with Gene Hackman? Well, Gene, you know, people ask all the time, you know, who's the best actor, who's the biggest star, who's the blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. The line's long for the great actors I've been able to to work with, really is. But I would say probably Gene was the best actor that I'd ever worked with. Um, I think Sean Connery was the biggest star I'd ever worked with. And that's the untouchable. Yeah, and I had a, this is too long of a story, but I had one with Gene. When this scene came up, we had been doing every scene at, to that point around a desk, just like this. Sure. Every scene. I finally I said to the director, I said, look, I don't, I don't feel like it's right. Gene Hackman standing there listening. I feel like it's over here. And it was like, no one was saying And the director and I really butted heads on it. Finally, for whatever reason, and Gene's just like listening. And finally, for whatever reason, I said, I don't care. It's here. And I hated to do that, but I just said, it's here. And I don't need all of our scenes here. It's here. Sure. So we did it. And, and it, there, at one point they were saying, well, what's Gene going to do? And I said, Gene, we'll figure out what to do. 
because he's really good. <laughs> yes. He will figure out what to do. So I do the scene, and we do it all day, and it, it's the scene now that's in the movie. And I remember as I was walking out to my car on MGN lot, uh, Gene was getting in, and he goes, hey, I'm going to talk to you. Waves him over. And I walked over, and he goes, look, man, if you ever do that in front of me again, I'm just going to, the way you disrespect, I'm just going to tell you, that's not what he said. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought he was going to say. Uh -huh. What did he say? He looked at me and he said, hey, uh, you know, it's been a, I went through a divorce. Um, I've been doing a lot of kind of questionable movies lately. And uh, it, when I saw you fighting for what you wanted today, he said it reminded me of how I used to feel about acting. Uh -huh. He says, it was good what you did. And then he just got in his car and drove off. Oh, Damn. The oh. I mean, but if you, you know, I, I think every role, he was such a force. Oh, yeah. And he was such a favored actor in so many things. I mean, he all of his roles, he st stood out so much. He also, just as a little side note, worked at Howard Johnson's. Um, Hojo's as a, a bouncer, you know, the one <laughs> used to be in Times Square. I mean, Times Square, I loved it. I've had eaten there many a time, but he, he just is a great, great guy. And I think if you want to go back and watch some wonderful movies, he was in everything. And yeah. I just, I absolutely loved him. Those John Grisham movies, The Firm, when that about first. Gene Hackman now. Yes. Gene Hackman. What did I call him? No, 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 nothing. Did I was making sure that we weren't talking did about. Did I call him a different name? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I was going to quickly jump off of Alexa, a, uh, yep. can you help me here? <laughs> no, we're just, we're just bringing the audience back into the yes. conversation. Yes. Um, he no. was just, he's just, he was just, I loved him as an actor. I think he just did. Such an excellent job. So anyway, he was so it was so good. I love the Royal Tenenbaums, and he's oh, so yeah. good in that as just a shady dad. That was so fun. He was good. Runaway Jury, The Firm, yeah. like you said. No, he really. So anyway, he um, good guy, and it was just such a blast from the past to see pictures of him because we haven't seen him in twenty years. Really, he got in a really bad motorcycle accident in Florida when he was eighty-one, but he's fine. Gosh, when he was eighty-one, yeah. he's living. In Santa Fe. Love it. And um, just doing a great job. And that's really 93. Yeah. He's 93 years old and he looks the exact same, just a little skinnier. I truly loved en Enemy of the State oh. to me with Will Smith and him and their little journey together. It's 1998. I I, oh, yeah. that movie hits hard. I know you were talking about the friend, but for me, my Gene Hackman memory is, is Enemy of the State. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Cool. It's just fun to see him. So yeah. it was just a little memory lane to That's give him great. give him a little love. He actually was uh had thirty he was nominated thirty nine times for Golden Globe, something, 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 and yeah. out of all of it he had thirty three wins. Not the big ones always, yeah. but just you yeah. know, SAG Awards, Golden Globes, everything. He was an actor's actor, yeah. and I loved my boyfriend Kevin Costner talking so highly about him. I know, me too. All Did right. you hear? at the end of that, he was trying not. He was like, it seemed like Kevin was trying not to cry when he was like having when he had that moment. He like he said to me, and then he like paused in between each uh, of those. That really hit Kevin. Love him. Yeah, love him. All right, we're gonna come back. Hey, good job on the scandal. Oh, I'm sick of you. Why is giving you clapping, clapping, clapping? God, this place. I this love place it. is hardcore. Support. No. It's hardcore. When we come back,
There's some new shows on tonight. I'm curious if anyone's going to be watching The mm-hmm. Farmer and the Dell. We'll be back. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. Our in-studio guest is chatting up a storm here. Mary! We let the song go longer. Hey, guys. All right, so The Farmer and the Dell. What is that? Tonight, a farmer wants a wife. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, a farmer I wants want a, a wife. wife. I love a wife. No kidding. Ugh. No kidding. So this is for farmers seek romance. With a um, cattle car full of hopeful singers. It's going to be on Fox at 8 o'clock tonight. Singers? Singles. Oh, okay. Or singing singles. I was like... <laughs> Each farmer gets eight. <laughs> Ocho. In a dating show that's aired, it's going to be airing in 32 countries. It's uh, used to be on the CW back in 2008. Jennifer Nettles is going to host it. And um, she, Brittany's over there just... <laughs> Laughing, laughing, oh, laughing. Joe. Here are the names of our of our farmers. Uh, Hunter yep. is from Georgia. Ryan is from North Carolina. Landon, Oklahoma. And Alan from Tennessee. Not the Midwest? No. Boo. Oklahoma. They're going to call it the middle, the middle of the world. Boo. That's happening. But this is um, something else that I think is happening. Oh, nice. I, I think it came out last week, True Lies. And it was based on the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis movie. Oh, great yeah. movie. It's on CBS, though. It's at, on at oh, 9 o'clock. Oh, it's a network TV show? hmm Honestly, I wouldn't watch this one because I feel like that show would have been better done on a streaming service or a cable network because that show, that movie, can't carry over into network television as nicely because it's a little dirty. It's naughty. It's naughty. It's violent. Well, we'll see what happens. I like the idea. We'll I, like see what I have it's no interest. That. I don't know why you guys want TV shows of movies that you loved. I don't. I like books. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. For those are your oh, sorry, highbrow. No. Uh, I just mean like the movie was good. Oh, good for but you. Did, I did not make this. I'm just saying I like a book that's made into a movie. Yeah, like those are more fun. I like. I agreed. Okay, that's you what you're trying to convey. Pre- yes, yeah, agreed. I, I feel like if a movie's done well, I don't. I don't need to flush it out more. Like. The, sh- the Shooter, they did it with the movie The Shooter, remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Mark Wahlberg, mm-hmm. originally was in the movie, and then I think our guy um, that was in, oh God, he was he died right in the first episode of that show that the the about Montana. Oh yeah, Big Sky. Big Sky, he died in the first episode of Big Sky, then they did a show about that, I see what you're saying, you're right, it kind of is a stretch, but... Listen, I'm I'm going to give you what me and Mary want. And me and Mary are two-thirds of this room right now. Yeah, so we are. care the most. We are right. matter the most. Votes. We would out- Yeah, thank you. We have the votes. Yes. You need to watch watch what's happening live with Andy Cohen because Lisa Vanderpump yes. is going to be on it. <laughs> and she's going to be asked the hard-hitting questions about the scandal of it all. Yes. Oh, I like the scandal. I'm going to tell you this. All. So last night, Jerry O'Connell was on from the talk, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's friends with Lisa Rinna, mm-hmm. and um, he was asked about, are you are you guys sad? He was sitting there with Margaret from New Jersey's Real Housewives of New Jersey. Are you guys sad that Lisa um, Rinna isn't coming back? And he said this, Lisa Rinna... I, I'm not why, I'm not sure why Lisa Renna isn't coming back to the show. All she did was go out with Kathy Hilton, and Kathy Hilton exploded on her one night where there were no cameras, Bravo. Shame on you. You have cameras everywhere. And that was all she did and then told people about it. Now she doesn't have a job. That's not all she did. That is, I like that he said. There's more to that. I like his friend. I like that, and I like the simplification. But as many things, I mean, 
if she would have, if it would have just been that, and she brought it up once, but yes. she wouldn't let, let that phone go after Kathy Hilton came down with her head saying, hey, guys, I'm sorry. Like, I get it. Kathy Hilton is not a relatable queen. But, like, Renna, you did this to yourself. I and know. I wouldn't even be mad. You come back in a couple seasons. You just need a timeout. Take a timeout. <laughs> take a seat. Maybe think about switching up the hairstyle. Maybe not. It's iconic. I kind of love her hair. I love it that it always looks great. I mean, most of it's wigs at this point. Well, right, but damn, she looks good. She She looks looks, amazing. She looks amazing. The other thing that's on tonight is, I don't know if you guys remember... The Malaysian airline that oh, um, God, disappeared. Yeah. that disappeared. Yes, this is the whole like well, premise of Let me tell you lost. about it. Let me yeah, tell you about it. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you. It's the plane that disappeared. It's going to start streaming on Netflix tonight. It's a three-part docu series that investigates theories surrounding the still unexplained fate of this flight, which suddenly van- vanished mid-flight from Kuala Lumpur. Mm-hmm. I've always loved to say that. The very first time you learn how to say good foreign city name, Kuala Lumpur. Beautiful. And if I was the lady from um, CNN, Ashley Banfield, reporting from Kuala Lumpur, remember? That's where she would report from with her great glasses and her Lisa Renna hair. No, I I digress a little bit. It was going to Beijing. 239 passengers and crew are unaccounted for. I think that'd be good. I like to know the missing plane thing. I think it'd be interesting. I think that at the end of the day, I hate watching things when you just don't know the answer. That's that was going to be my criticism is because we still don't know the answer. We think so, the Russians did it. Yeah, but we ne- and they might have. But like, there was never one bit of evidence. Nothing like not even a piece of debris. It's the craziest story ever. That's why, like, fans of Lost, like myself, have always looked at this like, where did it go? I um, like your theory of the Russians, though. I honestly and like I'm so emo sometimes where I go, God, people last. Like both parents, you lost whole family members because oh, you travel, and, and you groups. never know. You'll never, never know. Not nothing. On that note, just kidding. We're still doing our show. You don't have to be lonely at No, I just wanted to play that based on your show that you were talking about earlier, the farmer dating oh. show. <laughs> and it got silent for the a farmer minute. And the Del. The farmer in the Dell. Farmer in the Dell. We both I assumed. She you guys something. both stopped talking. I thought my <laughs> I thought for sure went something went off on her. No. I did too. But who remembers farmers only? Oh, that was everything <laughs> for a while. Oh my gosh! All right, so are we gonna? Are you gonna? What are you gonna be watching tonight? My waistline. <laughs> <laughs> that is the bleakest answer I've ever heard. Which is a lie because you know she's going to get some uh, Oreo. No. Uh, no, no. Uh, I did send, you know, Ben and Jerry's Charity Garcia, my hubby's getting for us. Uh, I love ice cream. <laughs> and I have the raspberry cookies in it. Mm. Mm. No, I'm getting massage. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. That's got to be good. We're going to try to hit up. We are like deep into Ted Lasso season two. Oh, yeah. You got to get that finished. We got to get that finished because season three is coming out. Mm-hmm. We are not as into it as we were the first season. Well, oh, the second it's... season, let me just go here. The second yeah. season is completely different yeah, and what down. i think is that um it's a completely different thing he's not as goofy and weird and it's more about the uh, the supporting characters yeah. i mean they yeah. he really it, to his credit because he's made you know him and brett goldstein were the big writers yeah, on yeah, this yeah. he shares the limelight and i kind yeah. of there's one episode just don't even watch it where yeah, his his coaching partner goes yeah. that 
Beard or whatever his name is. It was he like an own, LSD trip. He gets his own episode. Yeah, it we just the, watched it. And I think that maybe is what, it was fine. No, it was horrid. It but was horrid. You could Justin hated that. Episode. I did too. I was okay with it. It was kind of fun to see a glimpse, and I hope they never do it again. I'm no, done now. It was that. LSD. You know, it was the LSD episode, and I don't understand is that guy's relationship with that woman. I don't think it's entertaining. I don't think that I, was bad. It's a stupid storyline that they don't need. You're not into him. Not. I like his. I like him when he's sitting around with Ted and they're doing the brother yeah, yeah. talk. You don't think he he can carry a whole episode? Well, that was just dumb. Yeah, it didn't have any meaning. No, it didn't. But I mean, I kind of like sometimes when shows do something kind of sideline like that. But I get Justin hated it. He was like, "That was the worst episode." It now, was a waste of our time. I don't think we've gone back to it since oh, no, we there's... finished Full Swing on Netflix. Okay, because nice. you're loving. You love that. I am disgustingly going to admit something. Ah. I am a golf head. Call me golfer Brittany because I am so into these people. Like Tony Finau is, I want his autograph. I want to go, I want to go to a golf course and watch him play. The players is happening this weekend. I want, that's the beginning of everything. Yeah. I I love it. I love them. I love like Rory McIlroy is, is a nerd for the PGA acting like live is the big bad, you know, um, Different, you know, the yeah, golf. The, yeah, yeah. The Saudi backed golf. Yeah. League. Pretending like the PGA is some altruistic. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is that know, the PGA has its own problems. Yeah. But. But wait, we hate, you guys hate Liv? No, I don't hate Liv. I don't watch it because you really can't. Yeah, um, yeah, true that. It's a great I idea. don't, I'm not a, I mean, if I was going to say on my list of countries that I really enjoy. I know they're a terrible time. country, but I'm just saying it's yeah, not like the PGA. I mean. Uh, PGA has a lot of issues. I just don't like it when someone's like, the PGA is amazing no. and live is terrible. It's like, no, PGA's got a lot of work to do too. And that's the biggest thing. And that's why every, that's why they did this was to teach them a lesson because how long can live continue to pay out these payouts? They're not going to be able to, they're yeah. not getting any TV contracts. They're not getting any sponsorships. The money is going to dry Fifteen little things that annoy people. Should we end it up with that? I love it. You got 10 seconds. People so talking you're not about gonna... golf. Oh, check. <laughs> I was literally going, what can we end this show with? You are such a monster. I knew we had just a... Sm- I just can't. I just can't. I'm not, I'm not coming back tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, I'm not oh. either. Have fun running the board and doing the show you by yourself. Guys, come you on. Monster. Come on. We talked about... Thanks so much. Today I'm a was big fun. golfer now. Except no, me. I'm telling you, I know they're good. I've watched two Get of them. Get out of here. They're really good. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to my talk, where talk is sometimes fun. Bye. <laughs> Job done. Off you go.